Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Dion for another episode of Wuxia Weekend, and tonight we're going to be doing A Chinese Ghost Story 2. This is um, a 1990 film. It brings together the cast from the first one, but also adds in some new people, and, uh, and, and, uh, uh, you know, this I think we did. When did we do part one? Did we do that like two years ago? Would you say? Yeah, I think it was two years ago. Okay, um, so I think we did that one like two years ago, and now uh, we're we're covering part two because we noticed that they had them up on Amazon, and uh, this is one I I've probably covered this one on the blog. I don't know if I have or not, but um, but anyways, this 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 follows the Leslie Chung character Ning as he um yeah. You know, he, he finds himself arrested and then he escapes and he makes his way to a temple where there's another sort of... Uh, this guy's from Kunlun, Kunlun sect, but he's another kind of demon hunting, uh, you know, magic wielding guy. And there he meets a woman who looks a lot like the um, uh, the Joey Wong character from part one. Uh, but it's a new woman. It's a woman named Ching Fung. And she's, I think, was she the daughter of a general? Her and her sister? And he gets wrapped up in this uh, conspiracy to help rescue the general. And then this demonic high priest who's corrupted the whole imperial bureaucracy uh, eventually shows up and things get really crazy. And I think, I don't know, is that, is, it, it hits a lot of the same beats that part one hits, but it hits them in different ways because of some of the choices they made. Uh, would you say that's a, a good overview of the plot, Dion, or did I miss anything crucial? No, I think that's a good overview of the plot. Uh, so I want to know what you think of this movie. Because, well, first off, what did you think of Part One? Because it's been a while, and then tell people what you thought of Part Two. If I can recall, I really enjoyed Part One. Um, I like this one, but not as much as Part One, and I don't know why. Well, I think I might know why. Why do you um, think it is? I think it's because, well, I don't remember. There's this kooky song in this one that I don't remember in the first one. Um, and we're going to talk about that. And then um, this one, there's a part at the end that I wasn't satisfied with. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I do like this one. I think part one and part three are stronger. Part one is a classic, right? And part right. one perfectly gets that comedy and horror and romance all balanced. And I feel like this one, maybe the balance... Well, it does some really impressive things, but the balance isn't quite as even, is how I would put it. Um, I yeah, think, I would say that too. Would you say that there's more comedy in this one, or would you say that it's just placed differently? Like That was one of the things I was thinking about. There is definitely a difference in tone, even though they're both kind of horror comedies but i feel like this one leans he more heavy into the comedy or just does it at points that don't feel the same i don't quite know how to put it i don't know if it's more comedy i'll have to watch them back to back to see what the levels are i just think it's weird placement okay not okay. necessarily more or less, but definitely weird placement. Yeah, I and I didn't find myself laughing like I did in the last one. The, there were a couple of places where I did really find a lot of humor. The one where he keeps freezing the guy with the spell. Um, 
because I thought that was a really unusual. It it just was odd that I was that it was a humorous scene, but they were using the humor in a way that added to the horror because the guy was frozen and he couldn't move. Right. So I thought. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I totally agree with that. I think that was probably the funniest scene, and also that Ning's ineptness comes up again, but it's not as funny, I guess, this time. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, again, I did like a lot of stuff. It's just that you kind of... I, I mean, I guess you're supposed to go through the emotional experience that Ning is going through, which is he thinks he's found... I know in... Uh, what do they call her in this one? They call her Windy in the subtitles in this one. Um, right, but her, it's Ching Fung. Yeah, Ching Fung is the woman's name, but the, I mean the um, the character that Joey Wong played in the, in the first one. Oh, it um, was... Uh... Su Shin. And so uh so so he, he keeps thinking that it's her and and he uh and, and and it's this slow realization that it's not her and there's kind of this disappointment to it. And I feel like maybe that's the disappointment that you were having. I don't know, because you, you kind of alluded to it. Um but I think that's kind of how you're supposed to feel as well, because it's sort of like he's reuniting with the character but he really isn't because it's not really her. Do you know what I mean? Right, but I, I that's not the disappointment that I felt because all okay. along I kind of I knew it wasn't her, and because I figured that this happened not too long after the first one, so she would if she was reincarnated as an a mortal already, she would have had to been a baby and not a grown woman. Yeah, unless yeah. they did some kind of spiritual thing where they put her her spirit in a an adult's body, but I doubt if the storyline would have played out that way. Yeah. No, I think, I think as a viewer, what I was kind of hoping for, the, at least the first time I saw it was that she, uh, it's revealed that it's still somehow her. Do you know what I mean? That this is a ruse or something, but, right. But obviously it, that's not, uh, but, but I'm sorry. What was the, what was it that you found disappointing about this one? Um, my disappointment was uh, Jackie Chung's character. Oh, really? Autumn. Yes. I don't like that he floated away and didn't come back. Okay. He kind of dies at the end, really. Like he... I know. And I I felt bad for um, Moon because she gets played with. through the, Her feelings get played with. And then when she finally settles on... Um, autumn's character it she doesn't get what she wants and i felt bad for her okay no i i can see that um i but i did feel like he at least got a noble sacrifice at the end so that was kind of good do you know what i mean i agree with that yeah um so so yeah so but overall what like you, you didn't like it as much as the first one is what i'm i'm hearing or is that incorrect no that's correct um and yeah so this is one like I like it. I mean, it's definitely still enjoyable. I just think it's not quite as strong as the first one. Um, what did you agree oh. with that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's like one whole level below the other one. I just think it's not as good. Yeah, yeah. Like you I'm know, glad they made it. Differences. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's good that they made it. There's more of these movies, and by the time they get to part three. I do feel like it feels much more complete at that point. Um, but what I want to talk about now is the the scene in the prison 
when when he when he first goes to uh to the jail and 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 he meets a character there who I don't think is meant to be this I think that's that's played by Ku Fung as well, right? But yes, I don't think it's meant to be the elder Chu character that he meets again later, or am I mistaken in that? I was confused because uh, the guy he meets in the jail cell, I thought was who Leslie Cheung is mistaken for at the beginning. You know yeah. how when he first meets the the rebels, he, uh, he has the pendant, and I thought that that's who the elder was since the elder gave him that pendant. And they call and him thought, elder too, right? They call right. him elder. And so. then the their father was someone completely different in the in the end. Yeah, that's but um but when he meets that guy, he uh I like the whole thing where he's he's complaining to him that you know he he, he was he was basically destined to end up in prison because no matter what he did as a scholar, he was con- he he was always getting into trouble if he trouble, if, right. if he if he wrote a travel log they used to have these gazetteers that they would write and if he wrote one of those he would be accused of spying and if he right. and if he if he wrote a military analysis he would be accused of of conspiring right. rebellion and it was just and if he wrote um, something about the uh, in the history then it was something he was speaking against the present yeah and then he tried to write like. Fairy, fairy tales, tales but he still got in trouble i forget what the exact reasoning was but it was some you know sort of silly thing that got him in trouble and like i i don't know I, I thought that 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 to me number one that felt like a moment in the movie where uh it was actually maybe possibly making a broader statement about you know art and the world and all that but but it's also just kind of funny that like like the, the corruption of the imperial court is so deep that uh that this this virtuous scholar no matter what he does, he ends up getting in trouble. Um, and I, and I like how that is the theme throughout the movie. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that right. it comes back when, you know, and, and the court is so corrupted, it's actually controlled by <laughs> these demon, demonic creatures. Um, so I guess what I wanted to know is number one, what you thought about that scene, but also what you thought about the whole setup of the way that they approach the threat in this one, where it's these, these, this demonic corruption of the imperial bureaucracy. Well, I thought that scene was very interesting, especially since you can see the parallel at the end where the, um, well, to me, it was a parallel how the man that was escorting the father to be executed at the imperial court trusted the wrong people yeah. So you have you start out with him saying that you, no matter the elder saying that no matter what you do, if the court's against you, the court's against you, and it's you know going to take you out. And so he he was supposed to be in prison because that's the way fate had it. Yeah. And then the the guy that was escorting him or escorting the father later on trusted him trusted the um demon who he thought was the true um a true government official that was looking out for the emperor was on his side but really wasn't and the the shells that were sitting in the court at the end you know were just 
they were a little freaky looking, but you can tell the far reach of what the what the demon had done. And would but I have a question. The demon wouldn't you wouldn't he have known that a full moon I mean an eclipse was coming? And I would that think his so. nature would he would have known that because he seemed really surprised when it happened. But I thought he would have known something I, I, like that. I've always been a little confused by that scene. I don't know if he was surprised or if he was doing exposition and it just came out sounding that way because he's supposed to be in pain or something. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't... Right. I've never been clear on that if that took him by surprise or not. Um, but it seemed to be a complication for them either way. Like, it, it made it difficult for them to remain in their in their human form. Um you know, I thought I I really like that scene though, where where the, where that where the battle unfolds, with where we have uh, the character with all the 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 swords strapped to his back. He's like a walking arsenal. The, yes. the guy that you met, you know, I, that's one of my favorite characters in the movie because you see he sort of takes up the the role of the really fanatical swordsman in the first film, right? The guy who's like just right. cutting down, but this guy's much more virtuous. He's still he's still kind of a full throttle you know cut swing his sword before he thinks sometimes but but he 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 performs a number of noble gestures uh throughout the film he realized pretty early that the prisoner he was escorting really wasn't a traitor and a rebel and but then you know then he realized pretty quickly that he shouldn't have put his trust in the um imperial court the demon that was supposed to be uh, on the side of the Imperial Court. And when he realized that he did the honorable thing and atoned for his sin, as he said, and died for the cause, which I thought was very noble. Yeah, and I love that scene, too, where he's fighting the invisible women. That, to me, that's a really cool scene. Uh, And and they kind of, they establish what a great, you know, he loses his arm, but he keeps fighting and, and then he, you know, he ends up. He gets annihilated because he charges at the the head demon, even though the other guy warns him not to, because he's just going to be absorbed by that energy field around. Right. Him. Um, but uh, but I thought that was a great scene. I also loved the way that they they brought back the procession from the first movie, but made it a, an ominous thing that leads to the you know the high priest arriving there and being this, you know. He's presenting presenting himself as this holy person, but really it's a it's a corrupt demon. But but the right. illusions are really profound. There's like a, a Buddha statue that you know is uh, that is enchanting them, and all these things happen. And I, I just I, I love like the little psychological touches and the um, and the way that they use religion in this one. Yeah, and I like to how I'm not sure if this is true or not. This was just my take. But how when um, Wu Ma's character and uh, Jackie Chung's character end up inside the demon and they leave their bodies and their spirit forms connect. Yep. And I'm assuming it is, but it doesn't have to be. But the, um, the guy's swords, because he was absorbed by the demon... His swords were enlarged in the body. And so remember when they merged their spirits, then they were surrounded by the swords? Yep. I figured that they were the swords of the other guy that was absorbed and 
they're the ones that actually ended up destroying the demon in the end by going through i mean with extra energy from the two magicians okay i don't remember what the um how those swords because i I thought they might have also thrown some swords in there that were like that but that makes sense right and i don't but yeah there he only had four swords but there were more like eight swords so i was figuring it was a combination of okay okay i see what you're saying all the swords because remember the other people that were with windy and moon they also had swords and they were that's true absorbed into so i just figured all their swords combined were the ones that okay like he like formed the circle thing and yeah okay no that i can see that yeah i like that scene i like the way that they you know that, that they their bodies are in traps. So they have to, you know, their spirits have to leave their bodies, but one of them is too weak to return. And so, you know, I, I think, I think that that works in the movie. What did you think of the, the, the special effects for the demon in this one? I thought it was interesting. Well, there were two demons. The first one was kind of weird. The, oh, the one was, inside was, the uh, abandoned, uh, I right. forget what it was, but some the, that building that they were in. That was a very... Yeah, I, the temple, I, the house. I like that. So that, so, so here, I kind of like that monster better than the final monster in this one. Because it's, 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 I, it, it reminds me a lot of the special effects of the creatures in the first one. Do you know what I mean? The creatures that okay. were all... Okay, yeah, I see and, that. And, and also, it just, I don't know, it has this big giant head, and it's just, it just and the way that it was used was comedic. And the the giant monster I liked, but it was a little bit, I don't know, it looked like it was made out of styrofoam. Do you know what I mean? It had that kind of look to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and I know that, I mean, the special effects in part one weren't always astounding either, but they would at least take a take something that wasn't so great and make it grotesque so that you you, right. you you were like ooh that's disgusting do you know what i mean like the like the root tongues from the uh from the tree demon do you know what i mean like those those weren't the best effects in the world but they used them very expertly to get a reaction from you um but this was just kind of a big giant centipede thing that wasn't particularly mobile that just seemed like somebody was kind of like moving it through the air like that. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it, it was weird. Yeah. It was definitely weird. Like, I don't need the greatest effects in the world, but like if I compare that demon with the demon in the finale of the first movie, I think the, the demon the, was better. Yeah. The, yeah. The, like the King of hell, I think it was like one of the hell Kings or something. I can't remember, but that was a much more, spooky looking monster do you know what i mean it just was like oh he opens his robe and there's heads in there and again it wasn't like this the most stellar effects but they used what they had better and i thought this one was just kind of like more of a godzilla type monster than i don't know than than the genuinely scary monster like the other one yeah i i can agree with that this one seemed to have I don't even know if it was a centipede or I was confused on whether it was a centipede or at one point it kind of looked like a spider, like the way the legs mm. kind of arched out like a spider's does. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking that too. I was like, what kind of bug is this supposed to be exactly? It looks like a bug, but like I feel like it's maybe kind of like people going for memory of various kinds of insects and getting this end product maybe. 
Like Yeah, you know. they combined too many things together to make it look weird and not scary. Yeah, and it just and, and it just didn't uh, I mean again, it was a, it was a it was an imposing threat in that it was clearly destructive and powerful and it was gigantic. So it was effective in that way. It just wasn't as horrifying to me as that that final monster in the first movie which was I don't know, a guy with he opens his robes and a bunch of heads come out. That's creepy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's a very creepy visual effect. Um, how'd you feel about the love story in this one? I liked it, and I liked that they end ended up together. Um, I just think she should have not even done the whole wedding procession. I think she should have ran off with him before. That would have satisfied me before, even though, you know, she knew that she was betrothed from the beginning and he knew too, but sometimes you just got to take your chances and run for it. I think her father would have been very understanding if she had um, run off before her wedding day. And the way I was hoping it was going to happen was that she would run off with um, Ning and Moon would end up in the wedding chair and they would watch her in the procession oh. going off into the sunset since she didn't get to choose her You really part. wanted Moon to end up with somebody at the end of this. I really did. <laughs> I could see that. I mean, that is her character's driving thing. She's sort of lonely and then she gets, she kind of gets screwed when the other guy dies who she seems to be falling in love with. And, right. you know, the only, the, the, the only person left for her really is like the Wu Ma character, who I don't think is, yeah, you know, he, big like, husband material. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 he said that. He, yeah, even if it were in the cards, which it didn't seem to be, he wouldn't be up for it. He he's very content to be on his own. Um, yeah, I I I think she definitely made it worse by leaving when she did, but I think that's what enabled them to have her and him and Wu Ma sort of go off together at the end. But then again, they kind of leave the sister hanging. It's sort of a, a you know, she, she... I know. But still, I think if she would have said something to her father right away and the three of them could have watched the processional from the hill go out of town and then they could have just been on their way. Yeah. I mean, they, it could have been done. It's just, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, I felt like my my feeling on this because they they have they have um the uh what's her name uh so, so, uh I always forget it Soy Sin was that her name in the first one? Mm-hmm. Um, she appears at the end in that costume and the white robe and everything, so it's clearly her, not the not not the um the uh, Fu Ching Fung character. Right. And my reading of it is that either she's there so that we can see that she approves of this ending for him or in some way she's orchestrated it for him as a way of saying thank you or something. I don't know if, you know, I don't know what you thought of that. As the... No, I, I never thought of that, but I can see that. Yeah. I think, Cause I felt like she has like a smile on her face. So I felt like, okay, maybe that like she, it's like, and it seems like a knowing smile. So I thought maybe, you know, and it's, it's very coincidental that he runs into a woman that looks just like her Obviously, it's a movie, so coincidences often drive plot. But I right. feel like that explains. But the I just had a thought, and mm -hmm. that you've seen number three, haven't you? Yes, yes. So you're going to tell me if I'm way off. 
But my thinking is that if she approves of them getting together, then they get together, they have a baby, and the baby is looks is looks just like her mother, and in the third one, she's all grown up. No, no. Okay, it's not Thanks. it. But I'm not going to spoil part three for you. You, you, you know, because I want to get your real reaction to it when you see it. Um, okay. Uh, but uh. But yeah, no, it, it's it, they they I, I wasn't expecting them to go where they went with part three, but I actually thought it brings all of them together very nicely, personally. Um, okay. But 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 yeah, I don't know. I, I found the ending fairly satisfying. I know uh, one thing that you wanted to talk about though is that Tao rap, the Taoist rap in the uh, uh, early early part of the movie, which is the song that they that Wu Ma sings in part one, and it's it's kind of an iconic thing. Like it's one of the things that people kind of like about the first movie but i know that you said in this one it sort of trips you up as you were watching it and and leslie chung sings it in this version right and so it's just i think weird coming from him with um with where he's at he's in the tub and he's trying to you know take a, sh a bath and he starts hearing these creaky noises and you know that that there's a demon or something well, you're not quite sure yet because the demon hasn't presented itself, yeah. but you know that something's going on because when he walks into the 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 place, we don't remember if it's a temple or whatever, has eight coffins in it. So he says, you know, the whole family must have died. And yeah. then he goes on to take this bath and then you start hearing weird noises. And so you obviously know that there's going to be some kind of haunting going on. Yeah. And so he starts with the Taoist rap. And I think just coming from him is just a little bit weird. Yeah, it did, it did. I do think it feels a little out of place in this movie. I think in the other one, it helped define the Wuma character. It was done in a moment that felt like a, it, it was a, that was sort of like a break between things that were going on. It wasn't happening in the middle of something. Do right. You know what I mean, and so it, it, it just fit better here. It, it did kind of, I don't know. It, I, I feel like the pacing in this movie is not as good as in the first one. I think the first one had cleaner pacing and was tighter. Um, but also this one maybe had more to do. So maybe that would explain some of the, some of the pacing issues that I was picking up on. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, overall though, did the rest of the music bother you or are you fine with the rest of the music in the movie? No, I like the rest of the music, especially um, the, you know, the songs that would, the song that played in the background during their love scenes, like when she kisses him and uh, when he's shivering and she has to lay on top of him. And I thought the, the songs and the music for the rest of the movie was fine. That was just the weirdest thing. And it kind of, sticks out because it's rapish and it's like i don't know what did it have the same techno kind of beat in the first one i don't yeah really I, I, the, the orchestration might have been different but it, i think it was pretty similar um okay yeah i like the opening song in this one i think it you know they they turn that poem i think into the music for right and i, I think that's that that really works for me and i also i one of the other things i like about this movie is it's kind of a the, the first one is 
it ends on a downer, but it's a very idealized version of romance and love. And right. this one's a more realistic version mm-hmm. of romance and love. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah, you know, I and, agree. And 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 maybe part of that is the fact that this time he's in love with a human, so human. it's more, it, it's meant to be more grounded. But I thought I think that's kind of an interesting feature of this this installment is, um, he goes in thinking, oh, she's she's this this ghost that I used to be in love with, and he slowly realizes that it's, uh, you know, just, no, she's just a regular person, and then he but then he slowly realizes, well there's really not that much different between the two of you. Do you know what I mean? So it's sort of, it's sort of, right. it deflates some of the idealism that he might've had for the first love. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's sort of like, well, you know, she, the, the, it, 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 she, you know, they're both just people. Do you know what I mean? Like obviously she was a ghost, but she was a personality. She was a, a human personality right. that he fell in love with. And, and that's what kind of allows him to move on and fall in love with the new woman. Um, so I don't know. I think I think that's kind of interesting, and I like the, I like the way that they weave in the the sisters, uh, sort of jealous thread through there. You know, where she's the one that's 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 uh, that really wants to be with the Ning character, um, but he obviously has no interest in her for whatever reason. So, um, and also I like the I like the way that they use misunderstandings in this one. The uh, uh, so there's like a lot of scenes where. Like the scene where he, where he first reveals the painting, and they think that it's some kind of cryptic way of him giving them information, and he's right. really just talking about this ghost that he used to be in love with, and and the and the Joey Wong character is you know she's trying to sort of decipher this cryptic message that he's giving her, and then when they decipher it, it does actually lead them to where to they need to father. go. Yeah, so it, it does end up working. Um, but also the scene where he's going around painting people's hands and he's just talking about painting people's hands, but the sisters uh-huh. think he's talking about something else. And, you know, there's all kinds of scenes like that through the movie. So I like the, the, the way misunderstandings are used and double entendres are used in the movie. Yeah, they did a good job with it this time. I mean, they did a good job the first one, but I think they did a good job this time. And I liked how, back to the comedy, where he thinks he remembers the symbol that the Jackie Chung character wrote on his hand and he writes it on everybody's hands and they try to freeze the the spirit and it doesn't work. Well, they think it works at first until it growls and starts to move. Yeah. And they're like, oh. But, I, I mean, they had mistaken identity with him too because they thought that he was this huge personality that knew so much when he yeah. turned out to really be a, just a little old scholar who didn't know much. So, and I think that's when they probably realize that he's not the real deal. Yeah. Well, there's even a lot. Though they, oh, go ahead. Even though when the father shows up, they, they basically tell him that he's the elder that they, that they think he is. There's a lot of sort of that things aren't what they seem like the, mm-hmm. the, the, the rebels first appear pretending to be ghosts. Do you know what I mean? But right. they're not really ghosts. And so, you know, is it, I, I, you know, so there's a, there's a lot of that going on. I, I think, and, and all the way up through, the high priest isn't really the high priest. The a high priest. priest is a demon. Um, so I think that's just a theme throughout the movie. That, like, I, I think that's one of the things this movie does well. Is it really does have themes that are cohesive, and and I feel like every time I see it, I notice all these little things that add up, and you know, they're not just sort of randomly thrown in just for the sake of being there. 
Like, I think the first time I saw the movie, I thought that the jail scene was almost just like an extended sequence that they just wanted to have. Do you know what I mean? And then I realized, oh, this is a very, no. very important scene. Do you know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, and then there's just all little, all these little comedic touches throughout the movie. So, again, it's I, I don't think it's as classic as the first one. But in some ways, it's kind of more fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the first one is a more serious affair uh, where... I feel right. like I want to be paying attention to every moment of that movie and capturing everything exactly. And this is a kind of movie where I feel like I can watch it with friends and enjoy it and laugh. And I don't have to follow everything so closely. Do you mean that? That's I, I feel like this one is, uh, again, it's it's weaker than the first one, but it is it is maybe more fun than the first one. Uh, and I think that might be part of my issue with it is because I was expecting it to be more of on a serious tone. Mm -hmm. I knew it would have some funny bits, but I did find myself not paying as close attention as I did in the first one. Mm -hmm. So then that might've been my part of my issue with it. I did watch it twice because I did realize that there were some parts that I didn't see the first time because I wasn't paying as close of attention to it but then okay. you know the second time was much much better i was more focused and i did um actually notice that um one of the venom mob is in this movie and i didn't notice it the first time so not one of the actual five venoms but one of their um were they the auxiliary venoms yeah or... the un auxiliary auxiliary venoms was in it so but he's like the most famous one. It was Wong Ling Lick was part of the um, the entourage that was with Wendy mm. and Moon. Okay. Um. So yeah. So the first time I'd never even noticed it. I mean, that's a pretty but small role to you know. Like it to... is small, but I mean, you see them a lot, so that's yeah. something I should have noticed the first time. But obviously, I wasn't paying close enough attention. But I noticed well, it right away the second time when they. This is also themselves. these movies have a hazy cast to them too, so sometimes it's not always easy to discern those kind of details. Um, yeah, one of the I, like like I was complaining about the centipede because it's not as scary as the creature from the first one, but mm -hmm. on the other hand, I love the centipede because it's fun and big and exaggerated. You know what I mean? So it 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 it, it just kind of is a diff. Maybe it's just that it's a different type of movie. Um, but uh, and it's a little bit less buckled down than the first one. It feels, you know, which in some ways is maybe it allows it to have more fun. Like I don't, I don't think you could have quite ha like there were these extended comedic scenes. Like there was a scene in the first one in the bathtub where she keeps having to hide him from all the other right. people in the house or all the other, you know, the the, the other ghosts and the tree demon. Um, and in and in this one you had sequences like that, but they they were different i don't quite know how to explain it like there was an ethereal quality to those scenes the way well, that i were... think in the first one the bath scene was it was kind of funny but not as funny okay to okay. me the in the first one yeah it, it it was it was funny but it was also sweet and also right. a little bit scary and 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 the scene that I'm thinking of contrasting it with here was scary and funny, but like really scary and really funny. Do you know what I mean? It was like right. it was it was a two more extreme ends, and the other one was a more moderate uh, range 
of extremes. Do you know what I mean? It was more, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't it wasn't quite as funny, but it was still funny. It wasn't quite as scary, but it was still scary. And it was sweet and a little bit romantic, and it had all these other tones to it. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so I don't know. I, I uh, um, you know I I I, I think uh, it, it's it, this movie is one that I I'm always a little bit more reluctant to put this one in and watch it than I am with the other two. But I do like it. It's still an enjoyable film, and it has a lot of it has a lot of cool moments. Um, is there anything we want to cover before we get to ratings and recommendations? By the way, are we? Uh, is there something that I forgot to mention? No, I think we're we're good. Okay. Um, all right. So, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. All right. So, why don't you, we're doing what one to five, right? That's our current. one to five. Yeah. Um. I don't remember what I gave the first one, but um. This movie, I would give a four. Obviously, I watched it twice, so I liked it. Um, So the other one was probably a four. I just think it's, like, if we could give it a half, I would give it a three and a half. So I'm going to round it up to a four, because I don't think it's a three. You know, I don't think it's bad to be a a three, where it's, you know, okay, I've seen it once. I'll probably go back and watch it again, especially when I go to watch the third one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to will. It... You will want to go back and watch because there's going to be a detail and you're going to be like, wait a second. You'll definitely want to go see the first one. I don't know, but you might even want to go see the second one for the same reason. But go ahead. Right. I'm sorry. Um, and that was my plan, too, for this one to watch the first one and then right behind it watch the second one. But I just didn't have the time. And they do, so had to... they do repeat scenes from the first one at the beginning of this one. So it kind of... Yeah, did. at the beginning. But I... I wanted to do a comparison mm. of the two side by side so but anyway i give it a four um i think it's a good movie and you should watch it i i never i rarely believe that sequels are as good as the first one um like there are franchises that i love all because all parts are equally good like lord of the rings and um harry potter but it's rarely that you get the sequel that matches up in any franchise. And we've talked about this, like, with Rocky. Um, but, yeah, I really think this one is almost as good as the first one. It's yeah. just a little bit of odd placement with the rat and the disappointment at the end that uh, one character floats away and doesn't get his girl. And... Um, just a little bit other little odds that I, I stated earlier, but yeah, I think it's still a good movie. Yeah. I, uh, and, and, and you gave it a four, right? So I, I would give it a four as well. I think it's a solid sequel. I feel like it, it does the job that part two needs to do. And that enables you to have part three. And I think that, uh, it's probably good, even though I'm complaining a little bit that it's not, the same tone as the first one it's probably good because i feel like this break in tone allows them to go where they want to in part three do you know what i mean so so i think when you think of them as a as a trilogy everything does work and and this one is is, again it's a movie i'm glad they made it it just doesn't quite rise to the level of part one and i don't know that you could have i think that would have been really hard to do and i think that 
it's saying something that this isn't like a stinker sequel. Do you know what I mean? Because most right. sequels usually kind of fall much further flat than this one. So right. I think this is a good movie, and I would give it a four, and I would say definitely watch it. You obviously have to watch part one before you see part two, but if you've seen part one and you love you loved it, watch part two. And uh, and also, I should just say, this is uh, a, a, a Ching Sui Tung movie, and, she's, and I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, but he is... One of the best directors of all time. He directed Duel to the Death, A Chinese Ghost Story, Swordsman 2, um, The East is Red. He directed some questionable movies like Naked Weapon later on in his career. He's also famous for uh, the Jet Li movie Sorcerer and the White Snake, which I like, but maybe people might not feel rises to some of the earlier films. But he's just done a lot of really good movies. And, uh, and, and the good thing about the Chinese ghost story films is he directs all three of them. So I think that that really benefits the overall cohesion of things by the time you get to the third one. Because a lot of times these movies, they get kicked off by a director and then another director takes over yes. and then the old director is the producer. And I feel like this this really gets... Um, uh, uh, the benefit of of being you know under under uh you know one director um so yeah so 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 you know definitely go check it out like we said it's are, are all three on prime or just part two and three on prime um and all three of them i believe are on prime okay so if, if that's in fact the case this would be a very good time to go check out a chinese ghost story part one and then check out the other two you know the the these are I don't know, these are very unique movies. Um, and and they kind of they kind of were made in a time you don't really you, you don't often get movies that have quite the the feel of this one anymore. So every once in a while you get something that is close, but I feel like this is a real uh, um, I don't know, it's just it's just a it, 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 I, I I I think that they really capture the the vibe of that sort of mid eighties to early nineties Hong Kong sort of approach to, to horror action and comedy. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so, so, so I guess we'll, we'll head out and do we know what our next movie is going to be Dion or have we not settled? We haven't it? decided yet. Okay. So we'll, 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 we'll figure that out and, and hopefully we'll be back on soon with, um, uh, we're going to try to get, some more people back on like we used to have and we'll uh have a more rounded discussion but um but you know, I, don't, I don't quite know uh, who's gonna be on yet so until then we will talk to you later